Have you heard the news? Multi-stream machine is open for enrollment for a limited time. If you're a product-based business owner who's ready to finally have a clear roadmap to build a sustainable and thriving business that supports itself and pays you the salary you dream of, then you're going to want to head to multistreammachine.com and check it out. All right, now let's jump into the episode. Hey, Product Boss, let's get you fired up. Let's show you and prove to you it can be done. Whether you're a maker, a manufacturer, or a retailer, you can grow your business how you want. Let's get you inspired about your business and how you want to build it. And we're here to help you. This week, we're going to be sharing stories every single day of small product-based business owners just like you. These are our students who have created their version of success and built the businesses that they wanted. We truly believe there is a path to profit for each one of us. And that means for you too. It looks different for every single one of us and every single one of us has our own way. We just do it together. We have lots of fun and we give you the right tools. So let's hear these stories from our students who have done it in their own way and who have had the support of the Product Boss community, tools, and education because we've done it together. We're excited to get you inspired too. So let's jump right in. Hello, friends. Oh, we are so excited. No, Um, no, not surprised. We've planned this. It's not a surprise. We're showing up on Facebook. Okay, so who here, and if you're showing up with us today, who here is an is on Etsy? You're a maker, you have a handmade business. Today we're going to be interviewing some incredible product bosses that are just that. Now remember, all week we're going to be showing up with different stories from different students from Multi-Stream Machine. Tomorrow is going to be one of a kind custom and fresh food makers. We also have coming up on February 10th, manufacturers, retailers, and brick and mortars. So I'd love to know today, if you're if you're here, are you selling on Etsy? Are you a maker? Are you handmade? Do you identify with that sort of category of product boss? And this is really exciting because half the people that we usually have in our community are makers. And I think that this is one of those things where we're so excited to show you our two of our favorite makers because... Great. and. And Mindy, hello. Mindy just made it here too. So three of our favorite makers to show you that you can absolutely scale a handmade business. Okay. Yes. So it's just going to be a way for us to inspire you and show you that everybody has their own path to profit. And even if you're a maker, you could be making millions, hundreds of thousands, whatever you want to make, you can make it the life that you want to, but you can absolutely scale your handmade business. Yeah. So as you're all telling us, yes, you're on Etsy or your makers with your own website. I'd love to know maybe one of the struggles that you feel like you're experiencing is this type of business. So go ahead and drop that into the chat. What is something that feels like it's holding you back from growth? I know a lot of times people feel like because it's made with your own two hands, you're a handmade business that you can't have the freedom you're looking for. Like we all started our business for more freedom, right? To not work for the man and to have our own businesses and choose our freedom. But so many times as entrepreneurs, we feel like we don't have that right? It's the struggle feels real. It's hard to grow our businesses. It's hard to make money. You might hit capacity. So I'm seeing some people drop stuff in. So Laura says struggle not being found. So you're looking for more visibility, more eyes. Some people are saying marketing, inventory. Okay. We've got a maker and a baker here. Not knowing the next right move for to scale my business. Okay. Worried about the fees. A lot of cut in profit, especially with wholesale. All right, Michelle, thank you. 
All right. Keep dropping those in so we can speak to that. So while you're all dropping that in, we want to introduce everyone. So I think I'm going to have each of you do a little bit of an introduction on your own because you could speak on your own businesses and your students of ours. So we know that you know how to talk about your business. So we'll start with Sarah. This is Sarah Wagner of Heartland Lettering. A lot of you may know her. Sarah, let our, let everyone know about your business. Hi, I'm Sarah. I own Heartland Lettering and I'm bad at introductions because Jacqueline just said all that. So I make... <laughs> custom labeled soap and shampoo bottles. I sell on Etsy and Amazon for the most part. Amazing. And how long have you been in business, Sarah? I started in 2016. On Etsy? So if I have to do math, that's about five years, right? <laughs> A little over. <laughs> yes. <Don't> ask us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But you started on Etsy. That was the first place you started as a yes. maker? Yes. Okay. Yes. Perfect. Emily, is it Gallardo? Is that how you say your name? That's the proper way to say it, but I can't even say it like that. So I'm the owner of EJ Clayco. I do handmade clay earrings and accessories. I started in, I think it was June or July of 2020. And I started during like the midst of COVID and I still had a little like postpartum anxiety. And so all the anxiety of everything just kind of rolled into me using my creativity and have gone from there. I do a start on my website and I have a Facebook group and now I'm on fair and abound and change different avenues. Amazing. We'll awesome. get into that, but that's so good. And we've got Mindy Keegan and she's the owner of made for mama shop. So Hey Mindy. Hello. Hi everyone. I'm Mindy. I'm the founder of made for mama shop. I hand letter designs phrases, sayings for coffee mugs, and I have them manufactured. So that's did you always have that manufactured though? No, I started with a cricket and sold five on Etsy, and that was enough for my validation. (laughs) And then I started my own website. (laughs) (laughs) But I just want to because you're here for maker. So I just want everyone to know like you you and you are the mastermind now. So you started as a maker. I started as a maker, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So everyone remember cricket. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Cricket. Oh gosh. The cricket, right. Or the silhouette. Some of you may have the silhouette machine, but either way, we make it how we make it. And then most of us, a lot of us, a lot of you are saying that you started on Etsy or you're still on Etsy. And for all of you, you're actually, Emily, are you on Etsy? I'm not. That's okay. the only platform that I'm yet, but I'm, I'm not at it. I mean, you don't need to be, you know, you're fine, but I just want to show. Okay. So, uh, Sarah started on Etsy. Now she's Amazon and Etsy. Emily is not on Etsy, but she is handmade and does a lot of other platforms. Mindy started on Etsy, still on Etsy and started handmade and ended up going to more of semi-manufactured because you still do all the illustrations. You still do small batch to a certain degree, right? Yeah. So, all right. That sounds great. Okay. So I wanted to start by saying all of all of these ladies here are students of multi-stream machine. So I kind of want to talk about where you were before multi-stream machine, because if you can see the comments, I know a lot of you can read it. You know, a lot of people say that they're struggling with visibility or inventory. They're nervous to maybe scale and get into wholesale. Some of them are nervous about getting manufacturers, you know, getting found is a lot of times like a huge struggle for everyone. So uh, let's see, Mindy, I'm going to start with you and just kind of talk about where you were, so you started off as a maker and before you joined Multi-Shoe Machine, what what were you kind of experiencing? What was your struggle? Um, I was basically just flailing around <laughs> trying to figure out what to do, what to sell, how to sell it. I, like I said, I was on Etsy and then I 
started my own website and was making maybe a couple hundred dollars a month. And then I joined multi-stream machine and it just blew up my business. So, but did you feel like, so did, was your struggle? Cause you figured out how to make stuff. So you're still hand making it, but was your struggle people discovering you selling? Like, what was the thing that you're like, oof, I'm doing this, but I can't get this thing going. I honestly, I just didn't really have a good foundation for my business. Like I just didn't know what to do or how to be seen. Visibility was a huge thing. And then like where to sell or like how to get the audience to sell okay. to. Okay. And then where are you now then? So you joined Multistream Machine, but what kind of shifted for you or what, where did your focus go that you ended up kind of, I mean, cause you're a very, you're a really nice size business now and you've got a brick and mortar, you're paying yourself, you're getting, you have a team, like so many things have changed. When did you join? Was it about a year and a half ago or two? Um, no, I joined on July 31st because your prices were going up on August 1st. <laughs> <laughs> and so I got that deal. And then, um, was that 2020? It was 2020. Yeah. Okay. And then my sales went from 300 a month. That very first month, I bumped it up to 2,600 a month. So I like, I don't even know what that math is, but it was a lot. Don't worry. No one's going to math here. (laughs) Yeah. So it just ended up keep going up and up. And so, yeah, I just implemented everything. Like I literally went through every module and implemented as, as I was listening to all the modules. I hear kids in the background. So you've got kids and they're young kids. So were you afraid back when you started this business that it was going to kind of pull you away from your kids or that it was going to take up a lot of time? Or were you ready to kind of grow your business? Because I know a lot of you, and you can let us know in the comments, feel really pulled, right? We feel pulled between as mothers, what we feel like we're supposed to do or be with our children. And then also this want and need to grow our businesses, but it feels scary to think about growth or to think about success, whatever success is for everyone. So did you ever kind of battle with that? Honestly, like some days I still battle with that because my youngest will be starting kindergarten in the fall. So I feel like I really want to soak in this extra time with him. But I also involve my kids in everything I'm doing. Like they come to the store with me a lot. They know that I have my own business. They understand, you know, that I have to work too. So I just like really involve them and they're really interested in it. And they're like so young, but talking about having their own business one day too. So like, I'm kind of out of that guilt mode at this point and just kind of seeing how it's affecting them too and our family. I was going to say, has the revenue kind of helped your family? Like are there things that you've done that you weren't able to do then that now is sort of, it's paying off. So you realize like that growth wasn't as scary. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Yeah. Amazing. And before you went, you have two boys, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I remember when you first started Multistream Machine, you were really showing them in the garage, helping you stack the boxes. It was literally like they were stacking just tons and tons of boxes, right? And when the last time we had Mindy on, she talked about being on Good Morning America, was it? Today show. Today show. Oh, mm-hmm. just the today show. Yeah, today show. <laughs> and I knew it was something that really, you know, was amazing. It was like lightning struck and it really helped your business and, you know, catapulted you forward. Do you think that you were, did multi stream machine or being part of the community or, you know, incorporating your kids, whatever it was, what do you think helped you with that surge of those surge of orders? 
<laughs> oh God. <laughs> I don't actually think that I was prepared for that at all yet. I didn't have anyone helping me with shipping. I had no one helping me like with any part of fulfillment. So it took me like three full weeks to fulfill all those orders. And it was like, from morning until I went to bed at night, along with homeschooling my kids in the garage while I was packing orders. <laughs> so it was like just pure madness. I was not prepared. I wish I would have been prepared, but like I just kind of looked at it like this might do something or it might not, but either way, like it's still really cool to be on there. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, Amazing. that's awesome. So I want to move to Emily. Thank you. And we'll come back to you too. We're going to kind of panel this. So Emily... Okay. What was your biggest struggle sort of before you signed up for multi-shoe machine? What did you feel was getting in your way? Because you are you're a maker. You started in 2020, you made earrings, which good product to sell. Let me tell you, during COVID, when everyone was on Zoom, everyone was freaking out. What do we do with jewelry? And I was like, earrings, yeah. necklaces. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us like what your struggle was before that, where you were, where you were at. So I think my biggest struggle, really everything she said, like I was flailing around. I was, I didn't know which direction to go. I just knew I wanted to quit my job. And I wanted to, I've always like had that like entrepreneurial spirit. Like I've always wanted to own my own business. So I think that once I quit my job and that's like, right, I quit my job. And then I think that next week is when I joined MSM. So it was very like, okay, I have to take this seriously. I need to, I have to replace my income. And then I want to obviously do more for my family. So I think, and then visibility, I didn't know how to get more wholesalers. I didn't know how to be seen. And then also fulfillment, like all of that, everything possible is just, I was just lost. I had no do idea what have, I was saying. Do you have kiddos? Yeah, I have one. She's um, three. Okay. So you also have a young, a young child yeah. and then you, you had a full-time job. So were you planning on becoming a full-time product boss or was that just kind of coincidence that it all happened? Oh no, that was my goal. Like once I started doing it and I saw that I could make money, I put everything into it. So I was pretty much working my full-time job from nine to six. And then on my lunch break, so we were working from home from COVID. So like mm-hmm. on my lunch break, I would do my side hustle. And then at night I would do it. And so I was eventually got to the point where I was like, I think I could quit my job, but there was just no structure. Right. I, was yeah. I had no idea what I was doing. I still <laughs> don't. Like, no. Okay. I, was gonna say. <laughs> no, no, I, I never have a grip on anything, but I kind of know more. You know, that's how we all feel no matter what level we're at. So I just want everyone to feel like, you know, we, it's the same thing that we say about children. So, you know, you have a three-year-old, you, you don't know what you're doing with a three-year-old, but you're just going to figure it out. And then when they're five, you'll figure it out. When they're 18, you'll figure it out. So we all just kind of level up and figure out what we need to know when we're at that level. So do not worry about not feeling. And then when you get married, you get an adult-sized kid. <laughs> just kidding. So let us know in the comments, how many of you are full-time somewhere else inside Hustler product boss. I think there's a lot of people that are doing that as well. And usually you do start with handmade because you can kind of control the timing and you can work in your fringe hours and you really can figure out your capacity, right? Yeah. So for you, Emily, during your lunchtime, you probably could figure out, I can get so many earrings done, you know, 10 earrings that are, you know, semi, you know, extravagant designs or something. I'm just like, how did I do that? Like I'm busy now. And I'm just like, how did I do that with, I mean, she was like, one, one and a half. And I'm just like, I, it blows. I don't know how I did it. I'm like, it's all, I blacked out at some point. Yeah. Well, you're incredible. And I think that's the thing, right? We all think something needs to be perfect 
or we have to be ready. It's the way I felt with kids. I know we're going back to the kid thing, but it was like, I'm not ready to have kids. You're never ready. And then you have kids and you're just, you are what you are. And so it's the same idea. And we'll think back to all the things we, we used to do. So for everyone that feels like they're not ready, it's like, are you done with the way that you feel now? And do you want to take action? Like, do you want to make this change? Because all three ladies here and so many of our students that are in the comments made the change. They were like, I'm done. And I'm done doing it the way I've been doing it. And I just want to make a change. So really proud of you for where you've gotten. So I want to come back to the conversation about full-time jobs because Sarah, when you started, you were also full-time. So let us know because you were a full-time physical therapist and you were a maker on Etsy. So let us know sort of what your struggle was. I know it was a long time ago, but pre-MSM with your handmade business. Yeah, I was making two, one to three K a month on Etsy. And then I actually got laid off. So speaking of like not feeling ready, I got laid off and I can't remember. It was either a few months before or a few months after I got MSM. And so I did definitely did not feel ready and needed to like, my struggle was trying to grow quickly so I can support my family and replace my income after I got laid off. And did you? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I used uh, MSM mostly for, to get onto Amazon and to scale that. I kind of, I laughed when Mindy said she went through everything and implemented everything. Cause I was like, Oh, I did not do that. I, I really focused on Amazon because I needed to do scale quickly. And yeah, I was able to really multiply Amazon year after year with that. Yeah. And then how many SKUs do you have on Amazon? I have added a couple this year, but up until last year, I think it was maybe five or six that I have on FBA for Amazon. Right. And you've been able to double your revenue from Etsy. No, no, you had Etsy and you were able to double it with Amazon. So you doubled your revenue because you only had one stream and you doubled it with Amazon, right? Yeah. It wasn't doing all the things or being everywhere, you know, having a thousand SKUs on Amazon. It literally was just a handful of SKUs. Yeah. Yeah. I started with one the year, first year I made a hundred K on Amazon. I might've had three. It was not a lot. Yeah. And this is why you're all coming to the challenge next week with us with Best Seller Secrets Challenge. Because let me tell you, when we started working with Sarah, for example, she still sells tumblers on Etsy, right? Like any version of Tumblr you wanted, she'd give you. And then bottles and all these other things. And <laughs> and we said, and we worked with Sarah a long time, so she knows that we give her, you know, flack. But when when we when she was considering, when she joined Multi-Stream Machine, she's like, and we don't teach Etsy and Multi-Stream Machine. So just so everybody knows, but a lot of you start there. And then you think that you want to grow. You do. You want to grow somewhere else. You don't want that to be your only flow of revenue. So she looked, went through Bestseller Secrets Challenge and was like, okay, what's my bestseller? And it was this, it was bottles. It was a soap bottle dispenser, not her tumblers. And she's like, okay, this is what I can scale easily. They're still handmade, but she could make more of her bestsellers. And that's what you got on Amazon. And it's not just doubling. You went from one to $3,000 a month on Etsy, right? And then you jumped to, was it $12,000 a month? Yeah. So I ended, Oh, I'm going to have to try to remember numbers. I, 2019 then ended up being my first hundred K year. So getting through, I think so I did from like 24,000 to like a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. And then it says, and then I'm just looking. So 2019, you're over a hundred, 2020, you went to 250,000 and then we're going from there. Right. And that was yeah. just by adding 
one skew to, to another platform, another sales platform, and you chose to do Amazon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then actually Amazon, I did oh, almost 250 alone in 2021. So it has continued, like not adding a million things, continuing to just do my best sellers and keeping it super simple. And it has been scaling really consistently for me. And you don't have to ship $250,000 worth of product, right? Every yeah. single day. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, this this is something that's really cool. And Mina is also really big on Amazon. But for those of you that could consider Amazon, this may be an option for your product-based business. It's not for everybody, but it might be. Sarah is sitting here on a call with us and she's not having to like get an order and ship it, get an order and ship it. She fulfills to Amazon and Amazon fulfills to these customers. So this actually opens up space in her day. It's not that she's chained and making stuff and like, you know, not being able to go anywhere, but doesn't mean that you haven't done that to get to where you are today. Yeah. And I think that the other thing is somebody said that Amazon is expensive and it's um, confusing. Yeah, of course. That's why we don't teach Etsy. It's not confusing and everybody's on there. So Amazon, there is a hurdle. People don't understand how it works. But if I were to ask Sarah, okay, two hundred. if I were to get to a $250,000 business on Amazon alone, how much marketing for my own leads would I need to do to get that amount of sales? It would be atrocious Zero. like yeah. the whole on it amazon, would be yeah. yeah it would be so much money because you of course you have to give amazon a cut because they're doing all the marketing they're bringing people to the table to buy from you and normally like a small business you would have to go find those people you know so you're getting giving them a cut so i want you to really think about all those everybody that's saying it's too expensive or it's you know you don't understand it imagine the marketing that you would have to do in order to reap the rewards of that type of revenue you would have to do your own marketing your own lead acquisition your own um, fulfillment i mean just so many things so kind of open yourself up to that idea too and you guys know that i tried that in 2021 and it was really really hard for me like i I will take the profit margins Amazon gives me all day, every day, over going out and trying to find and buy my own traffic like that. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's why we teach multiple streams of revenue, but it's for visibility and sales. And you're all going to learn about that next Wednesday in um, the Bestseller Secrets Challenge. So someone said, I'm still in the process of figuring out my bestseller. Come next week. We're going to walk you through this and we're going to help you figure out your path to profit um, because Amazon works for Sarah. And then Mindy, are you on Amazon as well? Yeah. So some of them as makers have figured out that Amazon is going to work for them. But let me ask all of you, are you are you making the right profit margins? Like, have you started to price your products right? Because that's something that we teach in MSM. So while we give a, while you feel like you're giving away a percentage of your products, some of you, if you were priced correctly, this wouldn't feel hard for you. You'd be like 15% all day, every day. Because if you're like these ladies and you've paid someone to do ads for you on Facebook, that is a huge percentage of your margin, right? A huge percent of chose to marketing. So as business owners, you have to consider what is my marketing budget and how am I going to get that visibility I'm looking for? That's either getting on other platforms that are bringing the customers to you, right? Or you have to go out and pay you know, pay for ads or, or become a TikTok star ultimately, right? Like you have <laughs> to do something. It, it takes a few buckets because look at Emily, right? Emily's not on Amazon, right? Emily, you're not on Amazon. But she does wholesale and she does direct to customer, right? Wholesale and yeah, direct both. to customer. Yeah. So it's like she has her own path, right? It's not the Amazon path. 
it's not the Etsy and Amazon path at all. Actually, you're not on Etsy or right, Amazon. Not on Etsy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're actually direct to customer and business to business, right? Because yeah. you're doing wholesale. So we don't teach Amazon handmade. And when you take the course, you'll understand why. Mm-hmm. Sorry. So that's, what, that's what I was trying to do before. On Amazon, yeah. not handmade, regular Amazon. So yeah. we're going where so, the traffic is. Yeah. So Emily, you didn't start on Etsy. You started your own website. So what did you kind of implement from MSM that brought the traffic? Like, how did you get the traffic to your site? And then also this idea of wholesale, because people are also saying things about fair and the, and the percentages on fair, because I just want to, I'm looking back at your notes. So you had your first, let's just put this this way. You left your full-time job in 2020 and she made six figures in her first year of business, right? With a kid that was a year old. Yeah. I mean, it's just insane. <laughs> yeah. I made my, that's when I, I quit my full-time job, like March 1st of last year. Yeah. So and, then you said, year now. and then he said, but January, you turned out to have $10,000 a month, which is huge, right? I was looking at that early and I think I'm up like, I was up over 4,000 from last year. And Amazing. I've heard J-Month for the bad months and I was terrified because, you know, this is now my full-time gig. And I was like, oh, okay, well, it was, it was great. I didn't have to worry about anything. So what did you do then? Like tell, cause I'm sure there's a lot of people here too that are like, well, how did you just launch a website in the universe and sell this many earrings? <laughs> so I started a Facebook group once I saw, so there's like, there's these boutique groups you can join. And I saw that no one was pushing wholesale clearings. And that's when I was like, okay, well, there's a need for that. And so I just saw that need. And then I created a group. And then from my group, then I was, I was invoicing people. Like every time they ordered something, I was like, just send me what you want. And then they would message me and there'd be like a list. And I spent so much time just going through and like invoicing for each order. I was like, okay, I don't know how to not do this. And that's when I got a website. So then I was just like, go to the, go to that. I'm not doing that anymore. Just like go to the website and check out. And that's how I went straight to my website. But then, but then post MSM, you know, like you took the program. So what was the thing that you kind of shifted to hit that six figures or to have that $10,000 a month? Because right now you're a top shop on fair and you've hired your first employee. So this is a huge, this is huge for a year and a half as a full-time product class. I now hired a second employee and I hired a maker. So I know that you always say like, you don't, your hands don't have to be the hands that make, like you can hire a maker. You don't have to be like in control of that. And that was really hard for me. And so, but once I hired a maker that she said, she literally, we share a desk and she just sits on the other side and we're making all day, but four hands is incredible compared to two. It's, it still blows my mind, but so we can make, I mean, we can make pans, you know, like so many compared to what I was doing. So once I hired people and like had the confidence to do that, I think that was huge. And then once I, the my pricing was wrong. And so once I went through that module, I fixed it. It was 10 times better. Yeah. You probably made 10 times the revenue. And I think Emily (laughs) is a, a... a good case in point of how we all, we we teach from the framework of systems visibility and sales in multi stream machine and for her we always say that visibility and sales actually go hand in hand because you know visibility we're talking social media SEO 
in-person events, it also crosses over to like email and Amazon and wholesale and all those things because you can make sales in both, but you also can gain visibility to both. So it sounds like a lot of the traffic came from your wholesale that fed into kind of back and forth, right? You were making sales on visibility from wholesale and direct to customer. You kind of push the traffic back and forth on there. Right. Right. Yeah. I think the, the visibility, that's what kind of when I went through MSM and you all, you know, preach on don't put all of your eggs in one basket. That's kind of, and that's what I was doing. I had my website. So Shopify went down, I was out of business. So then I was like, okay, I need more avenues. And that's when I went to fair was my next one. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Just like a couple of weeks after MSM. So good. And now you're a top seller on there, which is incredible. Congratulations. Yeah. Now I'm done. Now I'm like, well, maybe I won't get on Etsy. <laughs> no, yeah, you don't, have, you don't need to. And if anything, Emily, has anybody said, were these Emily's hands that made these earrings? Was it her hands? Anybody? Any returns? Because they were like, wait, your two hands didn't make you were hanging out with your baby and you didn't make my earrings? No, no. And I still have such a hard time with it. I think it's because I need to. And when she's making with me, I'm like looking over. I heard Trey. I'm just like, okay, mm. I need to like let go. I'll put my mom but... and watching us make egg rolls. Hey, hey, product boss. We all know that building a product-based business isn't easy, is it? But here's the truth. It doesn't have to be so hard. In fact, when you have the right systems and support in place, you can skyrocket your sales and finally create the product business that fits your life and lifestyle. That's why we're so excited to announce that Multistream Machine is officially open for enrollment for a limited time. We've taken our 20 years of experience in building product-based businesses, including our own, which have generated millions and created a completely turnkey system to help you scale your business and create the revenue you've dreamed of. If you're a product-based business owner who's ready to build a sustainable and thriving business that can support itself, and pay you the salary you dream of. Or get more customers to easily find you and buy from you without spinning your wheels while stuck on social media and spending money on paid ads. Have a clear roadmap that shows you exactly how to create a plan and sell more so you can stop guessing and start knowing. Then you're going to want to head to multistreammachine.com and check it out. You can go through the course at your own pace. Your satisfaction is guaranteed. And our thousands of alumni can tell you there's no other course for product-based businesses like it. So friends, we'll see you in there. So for all of you, I remember the first time that we've had other people like Susan Gordon Pottery and everybody that was in our mastermind, they would say it ended up being as I started hiring more and more people, they actually were better than me. So, you know, this is your first hire, Emily. Eventually, the, you could find such a pool of talent that they might end up being better than you at making your design of earrings, right? So that's our hope for you is that you can really grow and you are the design conceptor, but there's other people making your earrings. But even if they're not as good, right? If they're 80% there, 90% there, if there's you know returns and you have to correct them on it, they're learning. Because the thing is, is we all have to teach people, like we don't want all of our kids living in our basement for the rest of our lives. Like we have to teach them how to do their own laundry and shop and go and live on their own. So, you know, and even if it's not the way we would live, So it's the same with all of you. When you're thinking about this, you'll teach them, you'll teach your process. They might be better than you or they'll they'll learn because you probably don't get a ton of returns on quality control, right? So it's 
you're teaching. So you're just doing such a good job. I want to jump over to Mindy. So, so Mindy, you tell us about your process because you, you know, like you've really, you've also really grown. So you jumped into MSM, you were making everything your own. What was your next step that sort of started driving that revenue home or like increasing your visibility and making your yeah. business feel Not like your it process, was your, your path, your path to your profit. Path. So yeah. you don't need to divulge any process secrets or anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, so I was not making when I joined multi-stream machine. Bef- a couple months before that, I had decided to find a manufacturer to print my designs on mugs because that's when COVID hit and homeschooling started and I just couldn't do the cricket anymore. I'm like, what am I, I can't do this. So, so then I joined multi-stream and realized that my prices weren't correct and that I wasn't making hardly any profit. And so then I just was able to dig and find other manufacturers that I could work with. And I realized that part of that was the quantity of items you order. So it it was very scary having to order more and then being like, how am I going to sell all of these when the most I've ordered at once was 12 of one mug. And I'm like, how am I going to sell 12? Like that was, you know, I was freaking out. So then to drive traffic, I really utilize social media for that. Instagram, especially, I did a lot of collaborations and I still do with other small businesses that correlate with my brand. So that was like really huge for growth and visibility. And then I networked a lot locally. So I did a lot of in person events. I met with boutique owners around here to offer wholesale to them first. And then, you know, like the other makers. So I got to know everyone else around here and what they were doing. And they told me about other events. So that was like pretty huge as well, just as far as like networking goes. And then another big booster was brand ambassador because I realized that there was girls that kept buying my mugs and they loved them. So why not have them share it? And that allowed my reach to get even further with the visibility too. So that was like huge. And that's still a big part of my business. Amazing. Kimberly, who's in a multi-stream machine says, so your profit, what if you went over the profit amount? Should I feel guilty? If they are, if they're profit and they realize they can charge more, should any of them feel guilty about having a good margin? Not for a single second. No. No. I mean, I wanted you have to make money. You should charge more. more. (laughs) Even if you can get a hundred times, whatever the market, it's what the market will bear. What we want to make sure that all the Etsy makers, handmade, all of you understand is there needs to be a minimum profit margin, margin, right? You can be doing like 100,000 X margin. That's what skincare does sometimes. It doesn't have to do with it being a limit. It's what the market will bear, but there needs to be a minimum. Otherwise you're just busy. Does a Chanel bag, like a a leather Chanel bag and just a leather bag, do you think that the manufacturing is that different or the leather or the cost of goods? No, it's the label that's on it. It's everything they built up around it. So someone's going to pay $5,000 for a bag, right? So mm-hmm. I want you all to just think about that when you're thinking... And listen, we work on pricing and we tell you your bare minimum within multi-shoe machine because I'll tell you that's probably one of the biggest... Most of you are not charging the right amount. And I know you're scared to raise your prices, but we'll share stories all week with you about people who made slight changes. It's small hinges, swing big doors, right? Small hinges, small tweaks that you'll learn within multi-stream machine is a thing that's going to change your life. Like these three that are here right now with us, you know, someone asked this question. I actually want to bring it to all three of you. So 
They said, all of you seem to have so much confidence. Any advice? Did you all feel confident? I mean, I know, Emily, you're saying I still don't feel that confident, but what's the advice you would give them in terms of being small business owners and like creating this confidence that you seem to have? I would say just a lot of personal development. If you don't already do that, I'm like a huge, huge believer in that because even before I started this business, I was doing network marketing and that was like a big part of it. You know, you had to read something every day and I did that and it really helped with confidence and with being able to speak to other people and just being confident in what you're doing and what all of that. So I'm like a huge believer in that. And the more you do, like, I also believe that action breeds confidence. So like the more you do, the more confident you'll be in what you're doing. So good. So So investing personally into yourself as well Mm -hmm. as action begets confidence, right? Okay. What about Sarah and Emily? I definitely agree. I was going to say, whether you feel confident or not, just keep taking action because you're going to find something that works. The other thing is having a community like MSM or like the mastermind or whatever is really helpful because what you realize is that what you're struggling with, everybody is struggling with. It's not just you. And that helps with that imposter syndrome and not being confident. Emily, how about you? I think the community too. So, I mean, even in January, I think I posted in the group. I was like, I'm so frustrated. And I think having that support is huge, but I I don't mean, I don't feel confident most days, but I mean, look at the mistakes you've made and what you've done, you know, what have you corrected? I mean, a year ago, you know, I would never imagine where I am now. So look at what you've done. You've know your worth. Like you've, you've built something incredible and you know that people are buying it. So. Yeah. Awesome. So I love how Emily is like, just in January, I posted, I was so frustrated, but it was like, she made $10,000 that last month. Cause it was last month and it was 4,000 more than what she made the previous month. So it just goes to show you, you know, it's just, it is, you feel alone in it a lot of times. And sometimes you just need to, I mean, we all need to feel seen and heard and feel like, Oh my gosh, you're, you should definitely get like good days and bad days for sure. You know, yeah, and I think here's the thing I think you can all make up what you lack in ability by building your skill set, right? And that you level up, you leverage yourself, you figure out the right systems and the know how. So, what these women are saying is that they looked, we all come to the table with something, but whether they were they're constantly learning or asking for help or getting advice, right? They signed up for Multi Stream Machine, they invested in themselves. Both Sarah and Mindy are in our mastermind with us now. So, that's continued support and education. Emily is saying that she goes to the, the, private Facebook group that's specific for MSM, which hands down anyone here that's watching says it's like more value than the entire course because of the way this community is. And you're well, also equal. equal. <laughs> it's, it's, okay. it's amazing. Like, and, and I asked this poll earlier on Instagram, I was like, how many of you feel like you have this community? And so many people feel alone in business. So exactly what they said, if you're feeling like you're the only person in the world that doesn't know how to do X, but then you find community, especially amongst product-based business owners, you'll realize I'm not alone in this, but somebody might have an answer for me. You know, So you really have to make up what you lack in ability by improving your skill set, right? What are you going to do to make this change? Because you all deserve more than where you're at right now, right? But you have to believe that you deserve it. And once you believe it and you take that leap, because action takers are the money makers. This is why you're all in business. Action takers are the money makers. So what are you going to do? How are you going to take action? How are you going to have the results that these three have had in 
you know, 12 months, 18 months, where do you want to be a year from now? Because these three are proof and we're going to show you proof all week long of Mm -hmm. proof that it can be done without what you're thinking today. Like if I were to grow my business to this, my life would look like X. They're proof to you that it can look like something else. You know? And I want the uh, big takeaway I want you to take from all today is one, handmade makers, Etsy, whatever, you know, handmade businesses can scale. And secondly, there's room at the top for all of us. Sarah sells soap bottles and there's probably other soap bottles out there, right? There's plenty of soap bottles out there. Emily sells clay earrings and she makes a lot of money, right? And even a multi-stream machine, there's other earring people. Mindy makes mugs. I've seen my a whole, I mean, I have cupboards full of mugs, right? So I want you to all know that even as a handmade business and a maker, you can scale and you can scale despite there's other people making, you know, the same things. It has everything to do around that building skill sets, like what Jacqueline said, that there you get an edge in, in the know-how, the community, the, the, the many times that you're willing to fail and get up, that's your edge when it comes to the people that are going to really make money, you know? So just remember that because there's just, there's room at the top for all of us and the community is really amazing. I mean, they've made hundreds of thousands of dollars each. Like collectively, we could probably add up a million dollars made by the three of them, right? Off Mm -hmm. of their handmade business where they didn't come up with an invention out of anywhere, right? Like they're they're making things that are out there, but there's enough money in the world to be spent with each of you that you can all make livings and wages and pay yourself and have these lives you imagine. You just have to take the action. So I want to ask each of you, what made you take that action or like made you take the leap to join? Because so many people are on that fence we need to get as many people over the fence because this is the, the reason you're all showing up here is you want to change your life. Let me know in the comments. Yes, I want to change my life. Yes, I want to change my business, right? You're sick and tired of doing being on this hamster wheel and doing the same thing over and over. So um, Emily, I'm going to start with you. What was the thing that made you take the leap to join? That, that exactly on hamster wheel. Like I just didn't have... I knew I needed to support my family, but didn't know my path. And I think that once I took the course and implemented the sections I needed to, like the turnaround was crazy. I mean, the monthly amount that I make now versus where I was a year ago, or even the month after I joined to the month prior, it's just a difference. And I think that it, I mean, it helped me in every aspect. How long did it take for you to pay back the course, like pay off what you invested into it? That month. 30 days. Amazing. Probably give or take, yeah. Amazing. So, Sarah, how about you? I know this was a while ago. You're one of our very first students, but kind of what made you take that leap? Um, all about efficiency because we do not have unlimited time. I was already growing on Etsy, and so if I'm going to get onto another platform, I need to do it and make money at it, and not just flail around because otherwise, I can just focus on Etsy and what I'm already doing. And so that was a big thing for me. Like I want to get in and make money with what I'm doing quickly and like just not mess around with it. Amazing. And you also had like a year and a half year old when you started it. Yeah. So you also had a little kiddo. Yeah. Um, how yeah. long did it take you to pay off the course? I was making it back just from Amazon within a month for sure. It was two at the most. Sorry about my dog now. And, and I've, even if we don't factor in Amazon, like I've used the influencer module too. And I've definitely, I mean, I've made my money back and forth just from that module too. So 
So two months max. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that time she had 400 orders to fill because an influencer, because you use that influencer module. <laughs> yeah. I do remember that very clearly. Yeah. She's like, never again am I going to fill all of this on my own. <laughs> that is exactly what happened. And now I have employees that are making products for me right now in our house, as a matter of fact. So yeah, well, I've learned just from that lesson. Yeah. Amazing. And then Mindy, how about you? What made you take that leap to join when you did? Well, before I started all of this, I had quit my corporate job to be home with my kids more. And this was the last line. Like this was it. If I didn't make it work, then I would have to go back and hardly see my kids during the day. So anyway, I like still get emotional about it. But so yeah, this was just the last thing. And knew that I had to make it work. And my dad lent me the money to do the course because, you know, when you're not making money, that's a lot of money to spend, but it was worth it. And he never made me pay him back, but I did pay back the course. Paid him in mugs. <laughs> I paid him in mugs <laughs> and he gets to see his kids, grandkids and, you know, all that stuff. So how long would you say for you, it took for you to make back that investment originally into MSM? Oh, within the first month. I would say probably within the first two weeks. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing, right? The thing I have to say about all three of of the women here is that you all took action, right? So if you, if those of you that have signed up for MSM or you want to sign up, it's lifetime access and you have it forever, but it's not osmosis, right? So you're not going to just like, I signed up and today I'm going to make, you know, make this all back in 30 days. You take action. But what we, we teach you in there is build is your path to profit. What's going to work for you and your business. And then we tell you to go into the systems module first because just, and Suzanne, who's going to be on, you know, she just raised her prices and doubled her revenue with the same amount of sales. So there's, again, those little tweaks. So like the big hinges that swing big doors for all of you, some of the first moves you make do not have, it's not an overhaul of your business. It's little tweaks that maybe you weren't doing the right way. And then all three of them have employees now, but they didn't start that way, but their businesses grew they've started making more money and they understood in order to keep growing and to have their time back that they would hire. So that's like next steps, but that's where the three of them are at. I have one more question. So what's one piece of advice that you would give someone who's on the fence about signing up for a multi-stream machine? So Mindy, I'll start with you. Piece of advice if they're on On the fence, fence. I guess my piece of advice would be think about what would happen if you don't do it, but what could happen if you do do it? You could change your life. So just do it. (laughs) I mean, and you even ask your dad for the money, Yeah, you know? Mm -hmm. So there's, there's sometimes where you do need that, right? You need to, Mm -hmm. if you really, really want to commit to something, you make it happen. That's what I've seen for time, what I've seen for money, what I've seen for the big things that really change people's lives are things like that, where, you know what? I had to ask my dad for money. I had to put it on credit card, whatever it was people figure out a way or I woke up two hours earlier to do it. It's the people that are really committed to making that change, you know? Yeah. So good. Emily, how about you? I think I might've said this earlier, but just know your worth. Like know that you're, I mean, it's such a small amount of money compared to what you're going to get. Like just know your worth and know that if you implement what you all teach, then there's, there's no limit. Like you could, you can do so much and just have the confidence and do it. So good. And Sarah, I would say go in and pick one thing to implement because if you go in and even if you just have one goal, 
for whatever platform or whatever like mode of selling it is, you can get a really good ROI from even just keeping it simple and and doing one thing versus jumping in and getting overwhelmed or not finishing the course or not taking action or anything. So Mm -hmm. good. Keep Um, it simple, Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) We're a seller. (laughs) We got this question. Mina, do you want to read it and see? Because I know a lot of you have full-time jobs or children or other things that pull from you. So go ahead, Mina. So the question is, how much time did you spend working MSM when you first enrolled to get the changes you got, right? And we did ask this question in various ways, but you know, you all said like a month or two months. How was that from what time, how much time did it take you to actually do it? Like the work time? We'll start with Sarah. I, cause I kind of picked, I knew I just wanted to get in and figure Amazon out from the start. It really wasn't that much time for me. I was still focusing on Etsy, but adding Amazon, I mean, it might've been the modules maybe an hour, right? And then implementing just in normal work time, it it was not a lot of time. So yeah. that's what you call a real return on investment. You spend an hour or a day and you get a month's worth of money or two months worth of money, right? So yes. it's crazy. Yeah. Well, at that time I had two toddler boys at home. So not a whole lot of time during the day to dedicate. So I would say a couple hours a day, like after bedtime, when they went to bed is when I would do the work, but I would like, when I was in the shower, I would listen to the modules or, you know, if I was like driving or whatever, I just like always try to utilize my time that way, but I would listen to them and then like jot down notes of what I wanted to accomplish that night. You know, like as I'm in the shower, I have my phone and I'm like, <laughs> putting it in my <laughs> I'm like a crazy person. But oh, um, I've done so much in the shower. Like <laughs> I'm totally stealing it's that so idea. Productive in there. It's so productive. So so yeah, a couple hours a day. I mean, listen, all of you are showing up on our lives. You listen to our podcast. You have the ability to listen to the audio on a multi-stream machine. So that's what we do. Like we'll like we'll we'll listen to it on the go and then and then go through it and then go back to the stuff we want to implement, right? Because when you all sign up for multi-stream machine, it's not dripped out per week. It's exactly so you could do what Mindy did where she wanted to go through the whole thing and kind of pick what she wanted to implement. And then Sarah knew, you know, Amazon feels like that's going to work for me. I'm going to go learn that part. So you you really get to choose what you want to do and you don't ever lose the course. So we have students that come back to it at another level in their business to add something. Like Emily might decide to do Amazon after this one. <laughs> she can go to that, to that module. Okay. But um, how about you, Emily? Like how much time did you spend? Probably the same. I didn't spend very long. I mean, I kind of knew which modules I wanted to do and I'd kind of I would take notes and do it later after work like she said when my toddler went down like I would just get it done then but I think actually going through the modules it, I mean it doesn't take long and you, you can send, I mean you know your business so you know what you need to look at and implement so it didn't take very long though does that help yeah. answer your question um and I like that question but for all of you that are thinking about doing the course the course is Jacqueline, I like to say that each module stands on its own, right? So it's not that you have to, it's not dripped out like other courses where you have to go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It's literally go where you want to. That's why we give you the idea of path to profit. Cause it's like, oh, I'm going to take from here. I'm going to take from there. What Sarah did was that she went straight to Amazon, 
right? And then, you know, I think that when we, the way that Jacqueline and I do teach is in a way where it's bingeable. So there are people that tend to listen when they're making or they're shipping or, you know, doing other things. So I think it's really up to you when to take the actions. But if you put it into your calendar, let's say one hour a week or, you know, on every single Thursday, that's my MSM day, then you might start with that. And it feels like you've put it into your calendar and you actually sit down and the first thing you would do. So let's say you pick the module. Oh, it's email. I want to start working on. Okay. I'm just going to go straight to the email module and that'll be this Thursday. And you just keep doing it little by little. And Rachel says in the comments, she said, MSM is very easy to navigate. So that's awesome. Thank you. Is there a particular module that stands out to any of you that you're like, this was, this was the module that I really loved or took something away from that felt like it was an impact on your business? Probably the pricing for me. Cause I was, I was so wrong, just very wrong to start. <laughs> do you feel better now selling product that you know is priced right? Yep. Sure do. And I also, I mean, I just looked at the email one earlier. Like I was going, yeah. I mean, I just looked at it. So you can always go back to it too, which is helpful. Amazing. Sarah, are we going to add? Yeah. For me, I tend tended, I don't do this as much anymore to avoid some of the behind the scenes, like systems sort of stuff. And so going through that made some of the stuff I was afraid of implementing or looking at in my business behind the scenes a lot easier to like break off into chunks and accomplish. Yeah. Inventory was a big thing for you that we worked on a lot, especially with really bad. Yeah. (laughs) And then shortages, you know, there were shortages and knowing what was on the shelf because we help you in systems. There's lots of them and we'll teach you this next week, but we talk about pricing, which Emily talked about inventory, which we know Sarah has really struggled with your photos because your photos need to sell your products for you. And then your shipping shipping because shipping is a huge part of product-based businesses. And it also takes a lot of time. So those of you that feel like you don't have a lot of time, what are you wasting time on? Right? What inefficiencies? And then Mindy, finally with you, anything that stands out for you? I don't, I don't think there's one particular module that stood out for me. I just think as a whole, it just helped me to lay a solid foundation for my business and be able to scale and to learn how to grow and to be seen more. I think the visibility was a huge one. Yeah. So good. So question for everyone that's watching right now in these ladies transform their businesses in 30 days. So let's say in the next 90 days. I'm going to give you all three months. In the next 90 days, what kind of revenue would you all like to see in your business per month? Just dream, dream big, right? So if you're making 2000 a month right now, would you like to see yourself making 4000 5000 6000 Like what's a number that you feel like you'd like to get to in the next 90 days? You may not know how to get there yet, but like if you could dream or like throw a penny into a well, what would it be? I'm trying to hit half a million, but with profit and simplicity. <laughs> So good. Okay. So we're getting $1,000 a month, 5,000, 10,000, 5,000, 15,000, 3K a month would be ideal for you right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. I remember when I first started and I was working on my own, I knew I wanted to make $5,000 a month, $60,000, but I knew I only wanted to work 20 hours a week. That was my thing. That was my goal. If I could make $60,000 a year, but only work 20 hours a week, it was just very specific about it, right? So 20 hours a week, I knew 
if I made $5,000 a month, the government would take a thousand of it and I would do a thousand dollars per week. I mean, very specific, right? And that's what I started with. So for all of you, there's really big goals and you do start somewhere. Just have an anchor, a target point, right? So next 90 days. And then what does that look like for you? Right. What is, what's the number you're going to attach to that? Right. So I want to ask you all the $10,000 a month, $5,000 a month. What is it costing you right now in your life and your business to not make that amount of money? Because so many times we want to make that money, but what is it costing you not to make that? What are you leaving on the table? Because money loves speed, right? Money loves you taking action, right? The action takers are the money makers. So what's it costing you? Because you may feel right now that I'd like to make $10,000, but if you don't know how to get there, then let's say you're making $2,000 a month right now. It's costing you $8,000 a month, right? So if you could add that $8,000 a month to it, right? If you would know that you could do that, then what would your life look like, right? Like how could your life change? So really think about this when you're trying to set these goals, what's it costing you not to make that? Okay. So all of these ladies took that leap, right? They invested in themselves. They invested in multi-stream machine. It was a thing that they did and they made that. They made it within a month. And then they've continued to make it month over month. But none of them are sitting here saying like, I've regretted it. I work too much. I make too much money and it takes too much time. No, they've scaled and they've hired team members. And like, they didn't know how to be a boss. They didn't know how to manage team members. They're still figuring it out. Yeah. Right? And I think that it's hard to wrap your mind around, okay, opportunity costs that you have to really care that money's left on the table, like what money you're losing. It's what time you're losing. You know, for me, it's always been, I wanted to work the 20 hours a week, for example, because I wanted this other life. I wanted to spend more time with my girls. I wanted the freedom to do whatever I wanted. I did not want to work for anybody else. I'm pretty unemployable when it comes to like having people tell me what to do. And I wanted to just, I mean, do things when I wanted to do them. So it's like the money, but what's the freedom? What's the life? When people used to say that to me and they'd be like, just imagine the freedom. And that word never resonated with me because I didn't see myself like flowing through life with so much freedom. It was more so I had to picture the life in a certain way that was for me, you know, and what mattered to me. So for all of you that are thinking about what is it costing you, it's costing you the life that you imagine it to be, that life that you want, right? So if it's like, sipping coffee, you know, in your four seasons room in edge of your pond, or if it's getting more time to exercise and do what you want, or if it's, you know, dropping your kids off in the morning and after school and putting the bed at night, what does that look like for you? That's exactly what it is. It's the money gives you options. I know that from not ever having money when I was growing up, right? So as you get older and you're able to make money, you're able to make choices. And you get to choose what you want to do with your time and the life that you get to live. So think about that. Because that's why I became entrepreneurs, right? The freedom of entrepreneurship, the freedom of time, the freedom to say, I'm going to go on a vacation next week. You may not know how to do that yet. You may not have the money to have that vacation you want yet, but it will happen if you take that time. So actually, I think they can just go to multistreammachine.com. I think we're going to do... We just opened it up on multistreammachine.com. So you can go on over there if you want to sign up. So ladies, any finishing thoughts, anything you want to add on before we wrap it up? Thank you so much for being here. You are, you, you're incredible. And everyone in the comments, let's just congratulate the three of them for being bosses of their business and, and growing these businesses and these lives that are just like dream businesses. So congratulations. Yeah, we have lots more lives. And for all of you that are on Emily, Mindy, Sarah, I hope 
that you all know that you have inspired so many people today. So somewhere somebody's going to say, I know that I can do it. I They've inspired me. So you all are seriously just an inspiration. So be very proud of yourselves and you know, do something special for yourselves. Yeah. Your stories are going to change people's lives. So let's just go through it again. So we've got Made for Mama's Shop. Will you tell us your Instagram and your website so people can support you, buy from you and follow you? Sure. My Instagram is at Made for Mama Shop and my website is madeformamashop.com. Amazing. And Emily, how about you? My Instagram is ejclaycoknox, like Knoxville, and then ejclayco.com. Amazing. Thank you. And my friend, Sarah. And I'm at Heartland Lettering and heartlandlettering.com. Yes. And you can also find some of them on Amazon. So go ahead and check that out and support them. So when you're thinking about small businesses and you want to buy, buy from these ladies and it's all about supporting each other. All right. Thanks everybody. We'll see you tomorrow for the custom one. It's like one of a kind products. There's some illustrators that we'll be featuring. It's going to be a really amazing bakers. Yeah. So see you tomorrow. And thank you everybody for showing up live with us. We really appreciate it. And head to multistreammachine.com if you want to sign up today. All right. Thanks everyone. Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the Product Boss Podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Reviews help other product entrepreneurs know that this is the place to be to grow their businesses and realize that they're not alone. And we know that you all know that a five-star and honest review helps you sell more products to more people. So you know that your reviews help us reach more listeners around the world. Remember, what we give is what we receive. And we are all about helping each other in the product boss community. We are all in this together. We would be so appreciative of you if you could take the time right now to subscribe, leave a review, and even share this episode on social or someone you know so we can impact more lives. And remember, subscribing means that you will get notified each time we release a new episode so you never miss a thing. You have helped us grow and climb into the top 10 of all marketing podcasts and together we can keep climbing. Thank you, friends. And remember, there is room at the top for all of us. Hey, hey, product boss. We all know that building a product-based business isn't easy, is it? But here's the truth. It doesn't have to be so hard. In fact, when you have the right systems and support in place, you can skyrocket your sales and finally create the product business that fits your life and lifestyle. That's why we're so excited to announce that Multistream Machine is officially open for enrollment for a limited time. We've taken our 20 years of experience in building product-based businesses, including our own, which have generated millions and created a completely turnkey system to help you scale your business and create the revenue you've dreamed of. If you're a product-based business owner who's ready to build a sustainable and thriving business that can support itself and pay you the salary you dream of, or get more customers to easily find you and buy from you without spinning your wheels while stuck on social media and spending money on paid ads. Have a clear roadmap that shows you exactly how to create a plan and sell more so you can stop guessing and start knowing. Then you're going to want to head to multistreammachine.com and check it out. You can go through the course at your own pace. Your satisfaction is guaranteed. And our thousands of alumni can tell you there's no other course for product-based businesses like it. 
So friends, we'll see you in there.